Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. In the spirit of reconciliation, the entire team at Curious Freedom acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connection to land, waters and community. We acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders people listening today. I would like to acknowledge in particular the Darug people who are the original custodians on the land on which I record this podcast. Thank you for showing us what curious freedom can look like. And welcome to Curious Freedom Podcast. I am your host, Kirsty Frugia, and I have got a friend in the studio with me today. It is my gorgeous teammate, Jodie. Hello, Jodie. Hi, Kirsty. Hi, everybody. Jodie, can you just introduce yourself to our dear listeners? This is your first time on the podcast, so I would love for you to introduce your gloriousness to everyone. Where shall I start? Mm. I've been working with Kirsty for almost two years now. Yeah, so and having lots of fun in the process. I've also just recently graduated as a qualified counsellor. So, yay. I hadn't studied anything for almost 30 years, so it was a bit of a leap of faith and a bit of a challenge at times, but I really enjoyed it. And now I'm looking at what's next so I can help people even more. Yeah. And you used to be a travel agent. Oh, yes. What else have you done in your life? Oh, we're going that far back, are we? Yeah. <laughs> yes, in my previous life as a travel agent, I worked in the travel industry for many, many years. I also like to do a little bit of community theatre. Let's put a little plug in for my latest show. <laughs> do it. Go for oh, it. Yes, I'm going to be appearing in Legally Blonde <laughs> for Strathfield Musical Society in October. <laughs> yeah, free plug. Yeah. Awesome. No, it's good fun. I got a bunch of really close friends and we've been doing shows together for a long time and yeah. We enjoy it. 
And what do you love most about your role as a declutter coach? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I would say the thing that I love most is seeing people's transformations, especially when they have a really big mindset shift and almost making yourself redundant. <laughs> you know, our work is done when people are able to coach themselves through the really hard parts. And I really like that. So that's, that's really rewarding. And what are we going to be talking about today? Well, I guess leading on from your podcast that you did with Jen about systems, I thought it might be good to talk about some of the barriers within those systems that are like little roadblocks along the way. So like, for example, the laundry system. So breaking it down really specifically for people to see what works and what may be stopping them from getting the decluttering process going or getting organized in that space. Yeah. And that's what I loved about your idea is that you're like, yep, we can create a system, but let's look at the roadblocks that we face when we're creating a system or when we have a system in place, where does it fall over? And let's dig into that, try and understand why it's fallen over and brainstorm around what it is in your unique home, in your unique family, in your unique makeup (laughs) that might be the inhibitor of that system working. So on that note, why don't we start talking about the laundry? Yeah. Okay. So if you break it down to the laundry process, it's kind of simple where you've got to collect the dirty clothes, wash the dirty clothes, dry the dirty clothes, or sorry, dry the clean clothes, and then put the clean clothes away and then rinse and repeat forever, (laughs) like Groundhog Day. (laughs) But in that system, there's always little pain points and for each family, it's going to be different. So for my family, I live alone with my cat. So what works for me is I have the laundries downstairs and my bedroom's upstairs. So I have my hamper in my wardrobe and I have one that has three sections separated so I can separate lights, ducks and seasonally, whether it's jumpers at the moment or towels or delicates or whatever it is. And it triggers for me that I need to take it down to do a load of washing when one section's full. And that's what works for me. And so Cassie, over to you. What works in your family? (laughs) Uh, What works for us currently in our family, given that we are a family of teenagers, tweens, and mildly capable adults, (laughs) is we have a laundry basket in our ensuite, the master bedroom ensuite. And that's where mine and my hubby's clothes go. And for the children, they have to walk a couple of steps to the laundry and it's just down the hallway. It's like 10 steps, 20 steps if they do tiny little shuffles each um, from the bathroom. And they take their dirty clothes to the laundry and they're pretty good at doing that. However... I am heading into (laughs) serious teen years and I suspect that there is going to have to be a little bit more checking in in the rooms to make sure that are those clothes on the floor clean or dirty Mm -hmm. and I'll tell you more about that issue when we get to the clean clothes Uh, putting away point so but that's how laundry works in our house the gathering of the dirty clothes Yeah, no, only just I was going to say some of our clients, that's where their pain point is for their family. So it's that the kids don't pick up their floor off the bathroom floor when they get, they chuck their dirty clothes off when they go in the shower and that's where they stay until one of the parents comes along and takes them, usually mum, 
take them, put them in the laundry basket. And that's where the pain point is. Some families have got a really great system where it is in the laundry and they've got separate little compartments for all the different things and no one puts anything away in there. <laughs> so it's a matter of asking that question and saying, why is it not working? So is it because you're... You rely on other people? Yeah, yeah. Or is it a case of that it is too complicated? Like, does the whole family understand the system that you're trying to implement? Like, it's great if you've got a laundry basket that's got the lights and the darks go here and this go here. Is your system too complicated for the kids to follow? Or would it be better served to have a small hamper in the bathroom for the kids' bathroom so that they can put all their dirty clothes in there and then you're just taking one item rather than everything? You've got to work with what's working for your family. But, yeah, what other solutions can you think of, Kirst? Yeah, and I think that that is one of the issues is, like, figuring out is this system working for us and why is it? not or why is it so looking at why isn't that working is it because their kids find it too difficult is it that they're so forgetful maybe they have neurodiversity and they just literally don't see the clothes on the floor maybe it's a step too hard to even put it in a laundry basket in their room or maybe it is because you're expecting them to walk to the laundry and that's the step too far so what is it that is making it too hard and what I say to clients all the time is you can change a system but it's about implementing the habits of the change before you can figure out whether or not if it's the system that's not working Mm -hmm. or if it's the change that's not working. And so it's really tricky at the start of when you're implementing any change because people have got to get used to the change Mm -hmm. and they find some people can find that easy. Some people can find it really challenging. And, you know, even us, like if you move where the cups are in the kitchen, You'll still go to that old cupboard for a couple of days, a couple of weeks, maybe even a couple of months before your brain remembers. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I moved it to another <laughs> cupboard. So to have grace for your family when you tweak a system and just make tiny tweaks even, having grace for them and helping them to remember and helping to wear in those new neural pathways because that's when you can determine actually, this system isn't working for us. We've all tried to keep to this system and this system is too hard. For instance, sometimes having those three different baskets, you might, dear curious one, you might be really frustrated when you find a black t-shirt in with the whites and you're so frustrated. Like how hard is it, (laughs) teenage child? Or how hard is it, four-year-old? Or how hard is it, husband or partner? Or how hard is it, wife or partner or self (laughs) how hard is it self (laughs) to look at the basket before you chuck it in and know that you're putting it in the wrong pigeonhole in that basket so is again coming back to your point jodes is the system too complicated yeah what is the stumbling point here and asking like having those conversations with your family going what do you find challenging about this is it just because you're too lazy Maybe, but maybe there's something else going on. Mm. Yeah. Then step two is the washing. So for me, my trigger of when I need to do the washing, because I don't wash every day, is when that basket is full and then it triggers me. And let's face it, most of my clothes are black and dark colours anyway, so the darks do get done more often. Is the trigger point when any of those three? Yeah, for me it is, yeah. yeah. It's, let's, let's be honest, it's usually when the darks is full. And then I will do 
generally I will do a couple of loads and that's it at that point. At that point. And it's maybe every, depending on what I'm wearing, it's sort of maybe once a week or thereabouts, every five to seven days or so. And so I don't need to have it stack per se to do it every single day because that's when it triggers it for me and it's a pretty easy process. Some of my clients will be washing every day because of the volume that they're going through for their families. And then it's a case of have you had the discussion with your family as far as who's responsible for seeing that it's ready to go? Is it just a set time of the day that works for that family? And do they need a reminder? <laughs> I know I often work with a lot of parents that have got kids with neurodivergence that once again, those reminders are, are really needed, you know? Yeah. So yeah, having a system in place in those sort of circumstances, having a regular routine is probably really, really important, you know? So yeah. Who does the washing in your family, Kirsty? <laughs> That's a great question. My kids have made it very clear to me how much they hate the washing, mm -hmm. the clothes washing. They'll do any, they've said to me, we will do any other task in the house. Do you make them clean toilets then? <laughs> no. No? Oh. Not yet. I'd be cashing in on that I one. Know, <laughs> I should. But for now, in this season, they don't, and that may change, but they have said that they would literally prefer to do anything else but the clothes washing. And so Simon and I do the clothes washing, and it will just depend on who's got the most capacity. Mm -hmm. And let's be honest, who remembers? Because we both have our own challenges in remembering. <laughs> I forget to put them on and Simon forgets to hang them out. So his study is right near the laundry. So he'll hear the beeping because our machine makes a couple of beeps when it's finished. It's very passive aggressive, isn't it? It is, but it's not so <laughs> passive aggressive that it keeps going to remind me. It uh, only goes a couple of times. I wish it just kept buzzing until it got really passive aggressive. <laughs> but it's passive aggressive enough that it reminds So Simon, when he's home working from home, he'll get it out of the machine and that's where the job finishes for him mm -hmm. because he's going back-to-back -back meetings. So he literally has a minute. Yeah, so he takes it out to stop it from beeping. That's and it. he's got a real paranoia about clothes stinking. I think maybe right. his mum used to leave them in, forget to hang them out. And so he's he's quite particular about clothes smelling. So yeah. he gets them out like almost as soon as the first beep goes, he'll get them out. So he gets them out. My challenge up until recently has been to remember to put them on, like to even gather them. But that has been something that I've been working on. So I, in this season of life, I get home from dropping the kids off and I go around the house collecting, well, only collecting from our bedroom because the rest of the clothes are in, already in the laundry and I'll put the load on. My challenge is also I'm at the, absolute opposite end of the house to the laundry. Mm. So if, if I'm recording a podcast like we are today and I've got my door closed, I find it really hard to hear the yeah, you machine. And for me, the job's kind of done <laughs> when I put it on like, yay, I'm so proud of myself. I actually <laughs> got the machine on and my challenge is also getting them out on the line. But that's how it works in our house and Tell us how it works in a single-person house. <laughs> oh, well, in my house, my machine's quite passive-aggressively beeping at me. So for me, 
the job of washing, because I'm only doing it once a week, mm. is not done until their clothes are either on the line outside or they're on the rack inside if it's raining. Or in winter, the way that the sun is at my house is that, like, I by midday in winter, the backyard is in darkness, and I don't really want to be one of those people that hangs them on the balcony at the front of the house. So <laughs> no judgment if that's what you do, but yeah, I have done it occasionally, but I'm not a fan, and I always hide that. <laughs> Yes. The world, the more my passing neighbours don't need to see my underwear drying. Yeah. So in the getting the clothes into the washing machine, there can be a couple of pitfalls. Yeah. Like, and stumbling blocks. And that is, you know, even remembering to do it. So yep. how can we remember to do it? Do we need to put a reminder in our phone every morning? Do we need to put a reminder in our phone on the weekends if that's when you're choosing to do it? How can your future self thank you Mm. for remembering to do it? Because sometimes I know for a lot of people, it's out of mind, out of sight. So if it's in a laundry basket that doesn't bulge, or if it's in the laundry and you never go into the laundry, if it's in your bedroom and you're rarely in your bedroom during the day and it's only when you come in in the evening and you're like, oh, I forgot to put the laundry on and I'm not putting it on overnight. I don't need to save electricity by putting it on overnight or I'll just forget I don't have time in the morning. You know, whatever the reason is for not putting it on when you see it, Again, this is like, what is my stumbling block and how can I make it not so? Like, is there a tweak to change that? And a lot of washing machines, I don't use the function, but a lot of washing machines have a function where you can set a timer for it to go. So, you know, you don't want to have wet clothes overnight in the thing, but you remember in the evenings. Yes. That's when you remember. So if you can get out the manual and figure out how to set the timer so that it will do, like load it up when you remember in the night so that it will do the load in the morning when you're actually available to put the thing in the dryer or put it on the line when it's done and it's not a matter of having to even write yourself a note then it's just figuring out the manual to how to do it (laughs) oh I I don't know how to do those things but yes (laughs) but I don't need to in my household at the moment so you know whereas we have got that it's easy you just it's like when do you want it ready and you have to just tell it but you do have to think going okay I want it ready by seven o'clock so that it beeps when I'm out making breakfast and I've got enough time to hang it out. So well, you, then you've got to go, oh, it's nine o'clock. Yeah. What's seven o'clock? Oh, that's 10 hours. Okay, well, my 10 washing hours. machine tells me lies. It says it's got 15 minutes to go. And then you set your time and go, right, well, I'm going to leave at this time. So it's going to go. Then all of a sudden it's got 20 minutes. And then it's, so it gets too sudsy or whatever it is that it's doing. And that throws out my schedule sometimes. A hundred percent. So it is like going again, like this is the whole point of this podcast and we you can use what we're saying in any area of the house like what is the stumbling blocks for you or for other people in your house like where is the system falling over for you and is it getting the washing on so yes you've gathered Mm -hmm. it but now is the challenge getting the washing on and then unloading it as well so let's move to the unloading and hanging it out If you're someone that uses the dryer, if you can try and think of it all as one step so that once it's finished, they go straight in the dryer or once it's finished, they go straight on the line, whatever that step is. For me, I think about this step and the next step as being one. So when clothes are dried, I immediately put them away. Yes. That's for me what I've done because I grew up in a household where 
items would get put back into the laundry basket and then we'd be creating more ironing. And I think I've just decided I don't want to choose to iron as an adult. <laughs> I have a couple of items that need ironing and they're very rarely getting worn <laughs> because I don't like to iron. <laughs> But for me, what works for me is I hang the items that are hanging in my wardrobe and I hang T-shirts and hang all sorts of things. I hang them to dry and then literally just pick the hanger and take it and put it away. So that process is even easier for me to put things away So because I don't enjoy that part of it. It's just done. One less thing to have to think about. So I don't know whether that's a big pain point. I haven't found that being a huge pain point, the drying. It's the forgetting to put the drying out and the wet clothes staying in the the basket. And the forgetting to bring the clothes in. Yeah, that can sometimes be a pain point. The biggest pain point in this process, apart from the getting the dirty clothes, is the last one. It's the putting the clothes away. I think that's probably where it falls down for most people, I would say. And it can be because the wardrobe needs a declutter because there's maybe too many items in there so that there's not an obvious place to put things away. Sometimes it can be because it seems really insurmountable then. (laughs) Maybe things are drying at different paces, you know, especially that happens in winter. So you're like, oh, I'll deal with it later. I'll deal with it later. But I've found even when I did that, like I did a couple of loads of washing on the weekend and things were drying at a different pace and I put them away as I went because let's face it, I don't have kids, so I don't have to, (laughs) I'm just worrying about myself. So yeah, easy to say. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So you put your clothes away as soon as you feel they're dry, like when you're in the space to test if they're dry or not. Yeah. Somebody in our house does that. I, on the other hand, (laughs) choose to wait until either they're all dry or the majority is dry, Mm -hmm. like so that I'm not doing five loads. So we wash every day as much as we can. 
like if Simon or I remember the clothes. So the most it will go without a wash is two days. Like, so we know we might forget today and then we've got tomorrow. Somebody will definitely put it on tomorrow. I know that this, let's just one step back. Sometimes a stumbling block is actually getting the clothes off the line because I see this a lot with clients is that the clothesline is far away from your eyesight. So if it's not hung inside or even if it is hung inside, it could be done in your spare bedroom. And so you close that door and particularly in winter, you might close the door so the heating dries it even quicker in an enclosed room. And so the doors close and so you're not even walking past. Like for instance, in our house at the moment today, just as you came, I had finished hanging up clothes in the back room that the only reason to go down there is the laundry. Mm. And I don't go to that room. It's Simon's study. He's not in it for another two days because he's working in the office. So if it wasn't for him, nobody else would go down there and nobody would see it. And again, I am a visual person, so I need to see things to remember Mm. to do them most of the time. Otherwise, I can easily forget. So the laundry like unless I deliberately remember and intentionally remember, I wouldn't even go down there to check that they're dry. And that can be true for even outdoor lines. Like if you're not closing blinds up and looking outside, if there's no reason to look outside, I find this most particular in winter because it's dark by 4.30, 5 o'clock, or you ask the kids to close the blinds and they're never going to look outside to see if there's clothes on the line. And so if it's out of sight, out of mind, you can forget to take it out. You could have, again, it could be the dryer. You could have heard the machine not being in a position to empty the machine. The machine stops buzzing. Yeah. And you don't remember those clothes until you go to put them there, another load in. So that can be a stumbling block. So again, what can you do to remember that there's clothes on the line to get them off? But 100% agree with you, Jody, that a lot of the time in our clients' homes, they resist putting clothes away because there's no space to put those clothes away. Yeah. Or the system's not clear in the wardrobe itself. So maybe they haven't revisited it for a little while and the socks and undies drawer has merged into a little bit of an everything drawer and then there's a couple of shelves that maybe once were designated for jumpers that are now a bit of a catch-all for whatever's going and it just means you've got to revisit it again and really, really look at what is stopping me from being able to put these clothes away. Is it a habit that I just don't have? Is there a physical barrier where there's no space? <laughs> yeah, or <laughs> I, I can't even get into the wardrobe. Yeah. I've had clients where their wardrobe is so full of clothes and other things that they don't even use the wardrobe anymore and they actually just get their clothes from their clean laundry pile. Yeah. Whether that be a clean laundry basket or a pile of clothes in front of the tall boy. Yeah dear listener who knows exactly who it is I'm just <laughs> speaking about and it's not unique to that person like so many of our clients their wardrobes are so full of stuff clothes and otherwise yeah. that they're not even putting their clothes away and you know that is definitely a first world problem where we have too many clothes mm-hmm. that we're not even putting those clothes away and then there's lots of other reasons that Again, you may have teenagers in your home where you go and give them their clothes 
and they don't put them away and then they get mixed in with the dirty clothes and then everything needs to be washed because nobody can remember which ones are dirty and which ones are clean. And yes, we want to empower our children to be functioning adults Mm. and also we want to be sane parents. So do we just put the clothes away for them sometimes? Do we nag them until they crack it? at us and do the work themselves? Do we just not care and let all the clothes be the clothes and it's their problem? Do we insist on them doing their own washing? Because some families, going back to the how do we even get there, some families do have their laundry set up so that each person has their own dirty clothes basket and clean clothes basket. At what point and for what functionality and for your particular family does that work? And maybe mm. maybe that is something that can work for you. You know, when the kids reach 14, everybody has to do their own washing and they're all responsible for the whole cycle. But again, coming back to how do we help them? How do we train them in that? How do we teach them? How do we teach them to look out for their own stumbling blocks? Yes. And how can we help them to tweak a system Because we can teach them our system and what's worked for us, but everybody is unique and sometimes they need help in tweaking their own system. And how much control are we willing to let go of? How much control are we wanting to take back when things aren't going well for Mm. them, whether it be in the system or in life, and we're wanting to support them and encourage them? Yeah, and I think it's important to have an agreed set of minimum values or minimum standards, I should say, for the family, for the task. The agreed set of minimum standards for the family might look different for one family to the next family, you know? Yeah, and it could be. So, for instance, are you talking about, okay, in our family the minimum standard is if I can't get into your room for a safety hazard check? Yeah. I am taking over and I'm taking all those clothes and if you've got no clothes to wear tomorrow, not my problem. That's on you because you let it go so far. Or like... What is our expectations yeah. of each other yeah, I, in I, contributing to a family's function? Exactly. I, I know from my mum and dad, when I was growing up, that's my experience living in the family, was that we would only have uh, two shirts for the week for school. So, And we'd have a sports day in the middle of the week. So if we didn't put our clothes in the, <laughs> in the dirty clothes basket for mum to do the washing, then it didn't get washed. And that's it. <laughs> no, but but that's what worked for your family. It yeah. doesn't mean that that's what anybody needs to no. implement. It's just saying where is the boundaries in your family? Yeah. And what are you willing to take on board? And what's your personal boundaries as a curious one listening to this? What's your standard? And then what could be the standard that everybody compromises on because we live in a family of other people yeah and we need to take into consideration other people but that doesn't mean that their choices need to necessarily impact on our own choices so for me if I'm choosing to outsource to the children that job if they're taking on everybody's clothing Mm. like if they're if that's their job in the family then there needs to be expressed expectations so that just like your mum 
if your clothes went in the laundry basket, that's on you, not on her. Mm -hmm. It's not her job to go scouring in your room for your dirty clothes. Mm -hmm. That was their expectation. And so if you're outsourcing this job to a partner or a child, let's set some agreed expectations so that we can hold each other accountable and we can hold a standard that works well for everybody so that nobody's having to wash their own undies at night. (laughs) (laughs) And drying them with a hairdryer. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) exactly. Before they go to school. (laughs) Or work. (laughs) Yeah. Or needing to go commando because they haven't done the laundry. Yeah, exactly. But as we said, one of the biggest pain points that we see is that cluttered wardrobe, cluttered tall boys, cluttered drawers. And so no wonder the whole system falls over because one of the challenges that we have as human beings is we give up fairly easily on any system at any time. If we don't see the outcomes achieved, then we give up really easily. And that's not just me. No, that's everybody. You've talked about it too a lot of the time on the podcast in the past where it's why it's so important to be up to date with all the laundry and have all of the clothes there when you're doing a declutter. Like I know I've often gone into clients' homes and they haven't quite got to that stage and they want to do their wardrobe, but they're not getting a true and accurate picture of how many clothes they actually have because they're not up to date with the laundry when we're doing it. So then great, we've got this many items of pants and this many items of tops and whatever, but there's 20 more in the laundry. So we're not getting a real accurate picture there. So I think just be really honest with yourself about how many you actually have when you're fully up to date. (laughs) Or if you're the kind of family that aren't up to date with their laundry, because let's face it, it's always going to be perpetuating itself. Maybe that's okay. And it's maybe that's the case for you that if you only do your laundry once a week, for example, maybe you do need 10 pairs of underwear or whatever it is for your family. But if you're washing every day, you might not want that many or whatever it is for you that can work. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why whenever we talk about uh, decluttering wardrobes or what's the right limit to have in the wardrobe or how many should I have, we always bring it back to, well, what's your laundry habits? What does that look like? Are you a family that wash once a week? Cool. Have 10 pairs of undies or 14 pairs of undies. If you wash every day, maybe you only need enough to get you through a couple of days, or maybe you still need 10, 20 pairs of undies. But again, it comes back to the pain point. Like it's all about your frustration and obviously the frustration of other people that you live with, if you're choosing to live with other people, because we're not islands, (laughs) unless we are, and we're choosing to be, that's where we find ourselves at the moment. We are choosing to live with other people. So that's, natural consequences of those choices is compromise and learning to live together. So what is the pain points and looking at those pain points and going, okay, what tweaks do we need to make? And if your frustration is in, I am really frustrated with myself because I never put these clothes away, look at why it is that you're not putting those clothes mm. away. Another thing that we haven't quite spoken about yet, Jodes, is like sometimes we overestimate or underestimate how long a task is going to take. Yes. yes. So sometimes we can say, oh, I just can't be bothered putting those clothes away because in my mind it's going to take me half an hour to put everybody's clothes away. 
So yeah, we just want to encourage you to be realistic about how much time things do take you. Maybe it takes you, we've spoken about this heaps on the podcast before, maybe it takes you a lot less time than you think it is. So we encourage you to use a timer, record how long it it actually does take you, and then let your future self be guided by that timer. So next time you're like, oh, it's going to take me too long. Remember how long it actually does take you and see if you can't just squeeze that task in because your future self will thank you. You will go, oh, I'm so glad I put that washing on or I'm so glad I brought it in. I'm so glad I decluttered the wardrobe so I can actually fit my clothes in. So yeah, we've shared so much in this episode and thank you, Jodie, for being on this podcast with me today. You're most welcome. I think the biggest thing to take away is that unless we're all going to become nudists, we're going to have to wash our clothes. So making a system that works for your family is really important. (laughs) Yeah. And using what we've spoken about in this episode around looking at pain points and where things have fallen over, you can use that to apply it to other systems in your house Mm. and think about everybody in your house and how everybody works to tweak systems so that they do work for you and your family. And again, thanks, Jodes, for being on. I can't wait to have you back again. And listeners, if you got any pain points in your systems, then come on over to our Facebook page. We would love to hear about them and love for the community to help you remind yourself that you actually know all the answers and you have the answers within you. You just might need to verbally process it aloud on Facebook with the rest of us. We would love to have you in our Facebook community. You can just find a link in the show notes. And until next week, dear curious ones, enjoy tweaking your systems. (laughs) (laughs) See you next week. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.